Welcome to The Hidden World of Women, a podcast brought to you by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. My name is Emma and I'll be your host for today's episode. On today's episode of The Hidden World of Women, I'm joined by Sophie. Sophie is a wife, a mother, a photographer and an avid dog lover. And today we're talking about a, I want to say a tricky subject. Um, It's a subject that I think it happens, a lot of women experience it, but it's not one that we talk about openly or often. So I'm talking to Sophie about uh, a later pregnancy loss. Uh, Sophie, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we are talking about something. We are talking about pregnancy loss and you were, so you were pregnant with your fourth child. Yeah, that's right. Unexpected fourth child, but yeah. Yeah. So just, can we go back to that um, falling pregnant with your fourth child? Now your third child from, you know, from what I know, your third child was not the easiest of babies. No, still isn't. <laughs> yeah. And he's how old now? Three and a half. Yeah, look, yeah. they turn 18 at some point, right? <laughs> isn't it st- still hard then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's, there's lots of hards, isn't there? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, your third baby was not particularly easy. No. And then you found out that unexpectedly you were pregnant with a fourth baby. Yes. So yeah. what sort of response did you have to that? Uh, to be honest, I pretty much crapped my pants, cried. Um, yeah, thought of like how how the hell am I going to do this really? Like I wasn't excited really. It took me a while to actually even get my head around it. Yeah. But yeah, I was absolutely crapping my pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And because you've got three boys. Yeah. And then you had a, um, I mean, you had a gender reveal and you found out that you were having another boy. Yep. And you had a beautiful response to that. Yeah, I did. Even though I, yeah, with my third, I cried for like two days because I honestly thought he would be a girl. Yeah. Because my pregnancy was so different to the first two. I was like, oh my God, this could be my girl, but no. <laughs> so yeah, got I got excited again, you know, two weeks later, started sort of buying all the new stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, and so you got. How long did it take for you to get your head around the idea that you were going to be having a fourth child? Oh, I don't think it properly really sunk in, to be honest. Like I just, I think that's sort of where I started feeling a bit weird about it because I generally, you know, imagine the future with mm. you know whatever's going to happen, and for some reason with this fourth, I couldn't see it. So ah. I sort of, I was always sort of wondering like, why, why am I not? envisioning my life with four kids yeah Why? like I couldn't I couldn't see it and you know maybe my body already knew I'm gonna be honest I'm not happen. sure I can envision my life with four kids either yeah I think yeah. I think I might have put a block up against yeah. that as well yeah well that that too maybe yeah. yeah but yeah I just it just something still just felt odd yeah yeah but other so other than that you didn't have any you didn't have any signs that you were losing your baby no, so you went absolutely to, nothing. You went to your eight-week scan, is that right? And uh, everything had, was yep, all, all good? Dating scan, the Down syndrome scan, all good. Mm-hmm. I even went a bit after 12 weeks. So I was at 13 weeks. He was, you know, bouncing around, heartbeat, you know, flipping over and everything. So, yeah. yeah. So then how did you actually found, find out that you'd lost him? Uh, we went to our gender scan. So it's, you know, one that you just pay for because it's not, yeah, yeah. it's not a health thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was at 15 weeks three days so yeah went there and just even from stepping in there I just got this feeling I can't Mm -hmm. explain it it was just yeah going in there 
soon as we sort of you know set in as soon as you put the wand on there i just i just knew like because oh. it's like the first thing that you see is that yeah flipping heartbeat and yeah. i was like okay you know it's not there and it just the whole room just went still just quiet and she's just grabbed my hand and just told me <sighs> and i just it didn't sink in instantly i didn't just you know burst out i was just sort of like okay and then yeah she kept looking kept looking and then just squeezed my hand and just said sorry can't find the heartbeat and I was just like you know looked at Daniel and I was like what you know did that actually happen you know yeah yeah and how did he respond he was speechless he like he cried and I never see him cry yeah yeah that was that's when I sort of went okay like this is yeah this is big he just went off he told my mum I was actually um on my phone at the time because all my friends were like oh my god is it a boy or yeah, a girl, a boy or a girl? Yeah. yeah so oh, exciting god. yeah they were messaging sophie sophie what's happening and i just i just said um you know sorry guys i don't know how to put this my baby's dead <sighs> and they were just like one of them just said no no that's a joke i was like no not not a joke in the air so as yeah. far as jokes go that would actually be you know beyond sick and twisted yeah. really oh, isn't yeah. it yeah yeah i've got yeah. a very dark sense of humor but no that's yeah there's a line too. in that's a yeah. big leap across that line yeah 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 so from there it was just my husband called my mum and he was on the phone to her for a while and yeah we just left i didn't know what to do i rung i think julep hospital it's all still a bit blurry to me just because i basically was out my body from then yeah. i was just like i just wanted to die really I don't, yeah, I don't know how else to say that. I was just like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to go to emergency, no, not the emergency room, but the Joondalup yeah. hospital to have another scan just to confirm, just like to a make thorough sure. scan. Yeah, we had mm-hmm. like four technicians come in and go, yep, 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 sorry. Um, and because I was so far along, yeah, I couldn't just go to sleep and have a DNC. He had to come out the natural way, which I've also never done before because yeah. of the three Caesar boys. So I was like, are you serious? You know? And then, yeah, by that stage, I just wanted to be eaten up by the world. I was like, are you, why are you making me do this? Yeah. Like, yeah. So did you, you obviously had to go home and tell your boys. Did you, did you birth your son before you went home? Did you get, no. did you go home and have time to process yeah. it and then go back to the hospital? Yeah. So they, yeah, they said we can do it right now. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not ready. Not that I ever was ready. But no. But I was but just like, no, I just... Yeah, go home, tell the kids, sort of prepare myself for what's to come for the next day because, yeah, yeah don't know what that would be. So, yeah, sort of wanted to still carry Have a him. moment. Just, yeah. yeah, just for one more night. Yeah. Oh. And how, like, I can't, I can't imagine having to tell my children that their baby brother wasn't going to come home. Yeah. How did you do that? Uh, Well... They were at school. My husband went and got them because, yeah, I just, I knew there was a lot of other mums at school waiting for my response. I was yeah. like, no, nah, you've got to go. So he, yeah, picked up the two. He sort of gave them a warning. Like, mm. yeah, they both sort of burst through the door. My eldest being the most sensitive, just burst out crying, saying, why is the baby dead? Why is he dead? I said, I don't know. My middle child's a bit more, I don't know how you'd say it, a bit more subdued. He's just mm. sort of just blank. He didn't know really how or yeah how to process it you just sort of like yeah it didn't really say much but yeah understandable because I think as adults we don't know how to process it and what do you say so yeah Mm. yeah so no they yeah my eldest 
yeah, didn't take it well at all, which I knew he wouldn't. Yeah. He even cried when I told him that we were having another one. He was so happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think he cried. Oh, my God, there's another yeah. one. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, he cried because yeah. he was excited. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Still asked if we're going to have another one. I was like, nope. <laughs> no, I can't. And that, I mean, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I imagine, is there sort of this pull that you were supposed to have another baby and so this desire to have another one but then the fear of, you know, so how yeah. how do you go with that? Yeah, well, because he was unplanned, you know, we weren't planning on having another one. Yeah. But, yeah, because I was awaiting him, I feel like now that there is like a, a, a hole. Missing. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, well, do I have another one? But, no, it's, I think it was like a sign for me not to. Like something's telling me, no, you shouldn't have four kids. I also think that that hole's always going to be missing. Yeah. You're never going to be able to fill that. It doesn't matter how many children you no. have, he's still not going to yeah. be part of your – like he's part of your life, he's part of your heart. Yeah. But he doesn't come home with you every night. No, that's it. So, yeah, so even if I had another one, there's still, there's still him piece missing. missing. Still yeah. this, you know, little baby, little toddler would be now that yeah. I don't know who, who he would have been. Yeah. So did you have – you know, did you spend that night – just with you and your husband and kids? Yeah, yeah. We we're all at home. I don't actually remember. I think, yeah, I wasn't with it. I think I just cried, cried, cried and then didn't sleep a wink. Yeah, and then um, early morning mum came around just to watch the kids and yeah. off I went. It was just, yeah, horrible. How did uh, – I mean, there's no other option, but how did you go walking out of the house that morning? Oh, felt like I was – I don't know, like in a – horror movie or a nightmare I don't know how to explain it it was just yeah what am I doing why why has it come to this what yeah. did I do wrong like yeah why am I why do I have to go through this and I imagine that that you know walking out of the house that's when it has to become real mm, you know when yeah. you come back again he's not going to be with you yeah so yeah. it must have been incredibly difficult yeah and then you had to go into the hospital and be induced uh, pretty much, yeah. And in the maternity ward with all the other crying babies, which I thought oh. was pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of other people, you know, had to do the same. So it'd be, that's sort of one of the things that I think should change because it's not, yeah, it's not fair <laughs> no. to be on the maternity ward with all these other screaming newborns and you there, you know. Listening to other babies yeah. cry and you're never going to get to hear yeah. a baby cry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. How long were you in labour with him? Uh, I think it was about eight hours. So, yeah, they gave me these pills that just dissolve under your tongue. Every mm -hmm. three hours I've got to have one. So I think I had about three. So, yeah, it sort of, yeah, started kicking in, I think, around six-ish. And I had to have, I think, morphine. So, yeah, pain was pretty, like, wasn't hardcore, but it was, yeah, painful. Mm. Um. I felt like a pop as well. And I was like, oh my God, what's that? And it wasn't, yeah, it was my waters. And I thought, okay, this is actually happening like a, you know, a regular birth. Because, yeah, obviously I haven't experienced that. So yeah. I was kind of like, what's happening? And, yeah, then followed you, by just a gush of blood. So Oh, gosh. Yeah. Were you given the opportunity, like the option to have a Caesar or deliver naturally? I don't think so, no. He had to come out that way because... Yeah, I think because he was so small, a Caesar would have been still very risky. Oh. Yeah. So that was like the only way. There was no other way to do it. I just, I, yeah, I can't help but sort of imagine that situation and just think, you know, they tell you to push and you just think, no, I'm yeah. not. I don't yeah. want to part with him. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. Like that must have been just incredibly difficult to have to go through that. Yeah. And know that you're not the, – the pain isn't worth it. Mm. You know, you don't have this amazing bundle of joy at no. the end of it. No. So what got you through? I don't actually know because I knew I had to do it. Like there's no well, other there's way no other option, yeah. yeah. I was just like, okay. Like when it came to the time that I knew he was coming out, you know, they said you can do it wherever you want. I was like, well, this is just weird because it's not going to be a baby. So I went to the toilet with the dish pan in the toilet and oh. just, yeah, like I felt him come out. My husband's saying, don't look at him, don't look, don't look, just because I knew it would have been, yeah, too much. And yeah. like I was actually... I think I went numb by that stage. Yeah. I was just, I just had no emotions. I was just standing there, you know. There was like a, a time when I just sort of thought to myself, like, well, what am I doing right now? I'm like crouching in a toilet, you know, waiting for my fetus to come out, you know, with this other nurse just waiting there like, yeah, come on. And Daniel just both looking at me like waiting. I was just like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you put it really well that it's like the stuff of horror stories. Yeah, yeah. And so you didn't look at him? You didn't? Not really, no. And I couldn't, even if I did, I couldn't see him anyway. It was just blood, just blood, blood, blood. <laughs> and yeah. how did Daniel hold up through all of this? He was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, if he crumbled, then I would, I don't think I would have made it really. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, yeah, he was my strength really. I found strength in him. Yeah. So I'm really thankful that he was so tough for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then so after you after you birthed him. Yeah. What happens after that? Um, well, they waited for the placenta mm-hmm. that didn't come out. Like I was just oh standing there just sort of waiting. They cut Harrison off. That's yeah, what I named him. He mm-hmm. so they, he was gone. So I'm just standing there with this, you know, tiny bit of umbilical cord hanging out, waiting for the placenta and yeah, gave me that needle in mm-hmm. the thigh to try and move try it along. Yeah. But didn't come out so I'm like okay what the hell does well, that now mean what? yeah yeah so back on the bed and some huge nurse like he had big hands everything had to go right up there to digging around to pull it dig out around oh my god it was just oh so painful oh like, yeah what are you doing like it was just yeah I was just crying by that stage I was just I like bet. holy shit like why why is this now happening like can't I just does it, have I yeah. not been through enough? Yeah. So it couldn't come out. They couldn't get it out. I was just bleeding everywhere. So I was whisked off to a DNC. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So after all that, you still had to go through the DNC? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so did you have to go back to maternity after that? Yes. Spend a night in there just, you know, just in case because I did bleed a lot. Like there was even a stage where I was waiting for theatre and I had about four bed sheets on me and it was just... Blood was just soaking through. I was just bleeding. (laughs) Did you have to have a transfusion? No, I don't think I did actually. But yeah, apparently it's like a semi-normal loss. I just didn't realise how much much blood blood would be involved. And they were just like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, okay. Are you sure? Like, have you left me any? (laughs) Yeah, my bed sheets were just soaked with blood. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And look, I can understand why you would have to spend the night in maternity because obviously it is, you know, it's a obstetric issue. Yeah. But still, surely there's somewhere else that, yeah, yeah, like have a little bit of compassion. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then you left the next day. Yep, the morning they sort of said, um, you know, do you want to see him? I mm. didn't want to, but I knew that I'd regret it, so yeah. I did. They brought uh. him in in a bassinet and everything, like you would a a regular healthy baby. 
How yeah. was that? That was just hard. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah, teared up. I couldn't see because I was, like, the tears just kept coming. I couldn't yeah. stop. I wish now that I'd held him, but I didn't. I just sort of looked at him. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, but I am glad I saw him. Yeah. Yeah. And when did you name him? It wasn't until I think we picked his ashes up. So yeah. about a month after. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, sort of going, I, it's just very difficult mm. you know, because you need time to think about what are you going to call your baby. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and especially when your time to, you know, your time to name him was obviously cut short. Yeah. But you need to be able to, you know, you need he needs to have a name. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I thought, you know, naming him will sort of give him more of a, I don't know, not an identity, but, yeah, just, you know, make him more known yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah. And you do speak about him. Yeah. Yeah. Regularly. Yeah. A lot of people still sort of bring him up and I'm always, you know, like thinking about how old he would be and yeah. yeah. And you know, when he would have been born and his birthdays yeah. and those kinds yeah. of things, milestones. Yeah. So when you came home, how did you then how did you go back to this idea of kind of normal? I don't think I did really. I don't think like I am never gonna be the same again. Mm. Like there's yeah, a bit of me missing now as well as him. Like, yeah, it was took a long, long time for me to actually be me again. Yeah. But I quite like the idea that he took a part of you with him. Yeah, yeah. I guess how did you go with the boys? How did they cope when you came home? Um, yeah, not well. They were very quiet. Um, I don't think I sort of, yeah, I didn't go out much, like, mm. in the house. Like, I just stayed in my room. And just, yeah. yeah, I couldn't stop crying. I was just crying all the time. My eyes were so swollen. Yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah, Daniel, luckily, again, like, sort of took over all the duties, like, school, everything. So, Because that's the other thing that, you know, you said that there were school mums that were waiting to hear. Yeah. I, I sort of can't even imagine that having to tell everybody. Yeah. Because yeah, everybody knew. Everybody yeah. who knew you knew that you were having a baby. Yeah. So did Daniel take most of that responsibility yeah he pretty much did um some of the times I just messaged them on messenger like obviously all my family knew because I sort of rung most of them on the way from the gender scan and yeah so they all knew but yeah friends in a way that might have been better that you called them on the way home from the gender like when you're totally numb yeah you can't take in can't take other people's emotions on yeah so because that's one of the hard things is that when you tell people they get upset and then you find yourself comforting them. Yeah, yeah. I think, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm still grieving here. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. So, yeah, told them just, yeah, while it was still sort of fresh just to get it out because, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get a call saying, oh, yeah, so how's your baby, you know. Yeah. So wanted to avoid any of those questions. And did that happen at all? Like was there anybody who you missed who um, it did, did put actually. their foot in it? It was a doctor. Oh, gosh. Yeah. They sort of said, because I was there for another reason, and they're like, oh, yeah, so you're 18 weeks pregnant. And I just like, no, and just burst out crying. So felt kind of bad for her in a way as well because obviously she didn't know and it's mm. not her fault. But, yeah, it was just that was pretty, yeah, kick in the guts. Yeah. Yeah. Surely that should have been written down, like recorded yeah. somewhere. Yeah, like in you would have thought. Big red letters. Don't yeah. mention this. Or yeah, saying that, you know, I say don't mention this. Yeah, you do speak openly about Harrison. Yeah, and you've agreed to come on and talk today. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think there's probably a bit of a difference between going, oh, so congratulations, you're 18 weeks pregnant, yeah. and 
not mentioning not mentioning pregnancy loss. So what would you say to people if they do have a friend who experiences loss? Would you encourage them to talk about it or like yeah, I what do. was helpful for you? Yeah, well, finding out that I wasn't alone because like mm. the one thing I did feel was alone. Yeah. Like none of my close friends had experienced it, which is, you know, a good thing. But yeah. still, I just felt like I had no one else who could relate to the pain because it is indescribable. You can't, you don't know what it's like unless you have experienced it. It's mm. just... Yeah, so to know that there were other women that had been through it yeah, really, really helped me. So, like, I think I found a few Facebook pages, mm-hmm. like Little Doves is one of them, where all these other mums have lost babies. So that really helped. Yeah. Yeah. And, look, I did actually look up the statistics for what percentage of women will experience pregnancy loss, and I've just managed to forget it. But it is exceptionally yeah, high. One in four. Yeah, I was... Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not sure if it's one in four or one in five. Yeah. Um, so, one, you know, for one in four women to experience it and yet you didn't know anybody who had experienced pregnancy loss, do you think it was that you didn't know anyone who had or that they just hadn't spoken about it? Yeah, they hadn't spoken about it because even mm. once I sort of spoke about it, they sort of, you know, inboxed me saying, oh, I've, you know, lost one, I've lost two, I've lost six. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. And they should, they should speak about it. Yeah. What do you think stops people talking about it? not actually sure I don't know if they're they don't want to be negative like I know mm. some people just they just like to post positive stuff yeah. but yeah it's it's an experience that you know makes you and you should you know it's still a baby no matter how mm. far you were like, yeah yeah I, and I'm wondering if it's some you know sort of some old-fashioned views that come in that you just don't talk about those kinds of yeah. things yeah and you know and I've heard a few times oh well she was only six weeks along. It wasn't really a baby, was it? Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. From the moment you pee on a stick, yeah. it's a baby. Yeah. So oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, all, it's everything that comes with it as well. It's not just losing a baby. It's losing, you know, a first smile and, you know, all these milestones. It's, yeah. There's, yeah, so much more to it than just, yeah. Had you set up any, like, any of his room or got anything of that organised? only things I bought was a couple of onesies which I've got in his shadow box that was sort of when I was like oh my god you know I'm having this fourth baby so I finally you I know need, I need to be excited yeah <laughs> so I bought, yeah two little onesies and that was it so far but yeah yeah so you didn't have you didn't have to go home to his room or no those kinds of things. yeah yeah I think because I knew it was my fourth I was like yeah you know I'll just you know by the fourth you're like yeah whatever you know it's like <laughs> done this before many times so yeah I yeah. didn't get that prepared I know with my third I was like going where are we gonna put her yeah she'll be in our room yeah. for the first three months we've yeah. got time to work it out yeah that's it yeah well I'd planned on you know co-sleeping because Corey was still waking so I'm like well I may as well have a newborn in with me as well because I'm not gonna sleep so that's it <laughs> yeah. in for a penny in for a pound whack them all in there yeah. it's all good yeah that's it yeah yeah and so then the boys had to go back to school. Yeah. How did, did they, you know, because then they had to go and tell their friends. So did yeah. you do anything to try and support them in that? Now, I'm imagining that you probably didn't have capacity to do that. Yeah. And that was down to your husband. Yeah. But what what do you do to support a child to go in and be able to share that with their friends? Um, It was kind of like a poker face thing I sort of had to put on a brave face like yep you know it's all good now we Mm. try to keep things as normal as possible yeah and like sort of yeah so I yeah just trying to be brave yeah yeah just like you know mummy's fine now you know just 
yeah, they told, I think they told a few of their friends, but, you know, they were all right about it, yeah. luckily. So, yeah, yeah, my friends were great, like, sort of bringing them to school, buying them toys, just sort of, yeah, trying Distract to make it a, yeah, yeah. a happy time, as yeah. happy as it could be, so. Yeah. And did your husband, has he had time to actually stop and reflect on it and grieve? Uh, I think he, just he has, through? but yeah, he's, yeah, he's not one to, like, tell me like when his when Harrison's like anniversaries come up like the time we found out and the time he was birthed and everything like you know I'll sort of you know when the day comes around I'm moody or whatever mm. and I'll sort of say oh you know it's Harrison's anniversary he's like I know I was like well why don't you say anything yeah. so he does keep things quiet yeah I don't know if it's you know so I don't get emotional or if he just doesn't want to talk about it I'm not sure yeah. but yeah he's if always it's his way of protecting you because yeah. look after you first and he'll sort himself yeah. out yeah later yeah but he's always been one to hide sort of emotions like that Mm. yeah yeah have you found any supports that have been really useful so you mentioned the little doves facebook page yeah did you access any formal supports no it was mainly that one and then i found a few other ones um they actually arranged this walk from burns beach to quinn's i think it was like 10k so there was like a load of other mums there um yeah, but I think Little Doves was like the only one really. And mm. then um, there were a few mums that popped up in like other pages that weren't related to yeah. loss. So I'd sort of reach out to them as well. And then I'd have others reaching out to me from that as well. Mm. So yeah, it was mainly Little Doves. I did have like, you know, the hospital sent me home with brochures of Sands and yeah. all these other ones. But I was just like, yeah, it was talking on the phone and I hate talking on the phone. So I was just <laughs> like, I'll just leave that. So, yeah. Because I'll probably just cry anyway. So there's, yeah, I just, yeah, didn't really look for others. Yeah. Yeah. And the walk that you spoke about, so yeah. did you do the walk? Yeah. Yeah. How friend of mine. was that? It was good. Actually very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, you know, so busy, which is sad really because, you know, the, seeing the amount of women yeah. there. Yeah. And families and, you know, their siblings that have lost babies. It was just, yeah. Did you take your whole family or did you do that by yourself? I went with just a good friend and her little baby. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think one of the things that we sort of speak about a lot is that you're not alone. There are so many other people who have experienced this. Yeah. And yet often we don't know about it because things aren't spoken about. But so I can just imagine how powerful it must have been to have that many women or families united with their loss yeah yeah so to know that you're not alone and that but like you say that's actually it's really sad to know that this many women have been impacted by pregnancy loss yeah so um and then what's happened after that so how have you found ways to I guess keep Harrison as part of your life um well yeah his ashes are at home I've got two shadow boxes with like you know everything that related to him so the two pregnancy tests I've got I've got his hand and footprints and what else have I got in there his two onesies that I bought so just everything yeah that you know related to him just yeah kept away I got a tattoo last week of his hand and footprint on me and his name so yeah yeah that was comforting just knowing it's there permanently now you know because yeah. I lose things so I was like <laughs> yeah I better get that yeah stuck on me so yeah, that yeah. was that was a good one actually. So did the hospital organise the hand and feet print? Yeah, they did that. They took photos of him as well. So June Delup did and King Edward because I did get him like 
his body and placenta sent off for testing just in case there was, you know, some kind of issue they found, but nothing, nothing found. So Did that make it easier or harder, do you think? Harder. Mm. Yeah, because I was like, well, why? There's no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, went back in my mind like, oh, my God, did I lift something too heavy? Did I eat something? Did I stress too much? Like, you, yeah, you try and find a reason. Mm. I kind of hoped for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, because that just would have just, you know, gone, okay, well... Yeah, that's why I can't have him. Yeah. But, yeah. But that's it to to know that you don't have him and there's actually no reason. Yeah. And, you know, the reality is that people lose babies for absolutely no reason whatsoever. So yeah. it's it's generally not that the mum's lifted something too heavy or no. the mum's done something wrong or, you know, in rare occasions, yes, listeria can result in, you know, loss of a child. Yeah. But it's very rarely to do with anything that the mum's done. Yeah. And and especially not something that the mum has done wrong. Yeah, that's it. But I imagine that there's just so much guilt that goes with that, yeah. that the what ifs. Yeah. And um, and do you think, and please know that there's no judgment coming from me, yeah. um, do you think it was harder because you were, I guess, a little bit cautious about the idea of having a fourth baby Yeah. and then to lose him? Yeah. Do you think that that did make you feel a bit guilty about about it all and you yeah. know because you'd felt this to start with and yeah so oh, yeah that's why it happened yeah I even thought of the other option when I found out I was like I can't do this yeah I never I knew I wouldn't do it yeah. but for me saying that maybe I should get rid of this baby kind of made me feel like oh yeah you know because that was the thing to do because mm. I was struggling with my third yeah and you know my family obviously know I have sort of like mental health issues mm. I always have for years and yeah, by me sort of saying I'm this scared that I thought of that option. Yeah, but that, yeah, that eats me up. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I can imagine that that must add this guilt that, well, if I didn't feel that, then he'd be here. So, yeah. you know, with somebody listening to me and so yeah. they made the decision for me, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, rationally we know that that's not, that's not what happened. No, no. But I can still imagine that those thoughts must go through your head and how do you how do you cope with that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just I've tried telling myself it's not it's not me. Mm-hmm. What I do think is that like maybe I wasn't I wasn't going to handle a fourth, so nature, I don't say God, I don't believe in God, mm. sorry, but I just yeah, the universe just knew. Yeah. It was either that or I would have died on the operating table having him because mm. my husband and my mum both had dreams of that when I was pregnant with him. So I don't know, maybe he's sort of lost his life to save mine. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. I am a strong believer that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. But at the same time, how on earth do you find a reason for it? So, yeah. but yeah, we, we don't know what that reason might have no, been. I have so, no idea. No. Yeah. Um, so, if I guess I just I'm wondering, what did, what was things that happened that might have, that at the time could have made this easier for you? So if people are listening to this and they're, you know, they've recently experienced pregnancy loss, do you have any thoughts or suggestions for them? To reach out, talk about it because it does help. The more you keep it in, I think it just, I don't know, it kind of rots. Like you need to get it out, talk about him, talk of well them your feelings, everything, like, don't don't be quiet about it. I'm always one for, like, speaking out because the more you bottle it in, the more it's just going to – it's going to come out and you're yeah. just going to explode, mm-hmm. basically. Did your mum speak to you about it openly? 
Uh, yeah, she was oh, definitely a great support. Like, but you know, again, you don't truly know unless you've been through it. Yeah. So it was, yeah, just her being there for me was, yeah, enough because you just, yeah, he. If I had never experienced it, I wouldn't know what to say to someone either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just yeah, she was just there for me. So, yeah. what would be helpful to hear? Um, after a loss, mm. I'm not sure really. Just that it wasn't my fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you, you know, do you encourage people to speak about a child that has been lost? Yeah, yeah, I do. Some people sort of like I can tell they're sort of hesitant to talk mm. about Harrison as well. But I'm like, you know, I'm fine with it. Yes, I might get upset, but I'm never not going to. So yeah, yeah. I think there's often this idea that oh, well, I don't want to bring it up because if I do, then you know she might you know she might get upset. Yeah. Um, I sort of often think that sometimes we're more likely to get upset if people forget our loved ones or yeah. you know, if, I, if we don't feel as though our loved ones are included. Yeah. So is that your experience as well? Yeah, yeah. I think, yes, it is good to, yeah, keep them alive really because mm. that is all we have of them now is a memory. So, yeah. yeah, to keep that alive is, yeah. And, you know, you say that all we've got of them is a memory – did you, when you were pregnant with Harrison, could you feel him moving? Like, had you got to that point in the pregnancy where you could feel him moving? No, I didn't because one of the scans, no, not scans, um, midwife app I did go to, mm-hmm. apparently I had a uh, anterior placenta or oh, something. Oh, where it's at the front? Yeah, yeah so which makes it harder it was, to feel. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, okay. But one of the appointments that I did have before our gender scan, they couldn't find his heartbeat. Uh-huh. So, you know we didn't really worry then because of the placenta. Yeah. So I always think like, well, was he gone then? Yeah. You know, so. Did they tell you how long you had been carrying him after he had passed away? Not Before long. you found out? Not long because he was still measuring sort of pretty much on time to what I was. So, it, yeah, probably happened in the last week before the gender scan, I reckon, because yeah. he was, yeah, pretty much measuring on time. This is a... Um probably an insensitive question and I apologize how did you cope knowing that you had a dead baby inside of you I felt sort of weird like yeah just you know when I went to bed that night I was like oh my god there is you know a dead baby inside me Mm. it's just it was I don't know sort of comforting to know that he was still in there that night but then yeah after that I was just like oh my god you know when I knew I didn't feel pregnant as well like I sort of started thinking about the days before and all my sort of pregnancy symptoms had gone but I didn't notice until I knew he was gone so yeah I definitely didn't feel pregnant anymore like not at all oh wow yeah yeah it's that yeah that sort of shut down yeah yeah my Mm -hmm. body knew but yeah it was a miscarriage so Yeah. yeah my body would you know hold on to him if I didn't get him out so yeah yeah. and did you have a choice for how long you could wait um yeah but it wasn't very long at all Mm. they were sort of you know next few days yeah so yeah and why so you obviously chose not to do it then and there because it was all like you need time to process it yeah what made you choose to do it the very next day and not wait um I think because I just didn't want to keep prolonging what was going to happen. Like it had to happen. So Mm. the sooner I do it, the sooner I can, you know, heal, start to 
get back to normal. And how long ago was it that he passed away? It was two years ago, so in April 2019. So 26 months ago. Yeah. Do you think you've started to heal yet? Yes, in ways. Still, like, it's still, I still think about it every single day. Like, it's just, even if it's not, you know, right there, it's subconsciously in my mind just every day. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't think I'll ever properly heal. I don't think I'll ever get over it. It's just, it's how can you get over it? It's just, yeah, something I'll live with every day. Yeah. Has the numbness started to lift? Uh, In ways, yeah, yeah. And I'm look. I'm hoping that the idea of that you just wanted to die with him that that has passed. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I am stronger now for it, in some ways. So How long did it take to feel as though you you wanted to still go on without him? Uh, it was over a year, really, until I was sort of like, I don't know, me again. Like that yeah. whole year, like the rest of that year following him, it was just an absolute blur. Like I can't recall. Christmas really very well like nothing I was just I wasn't me I was yeah. just like a a robot how did you go the day that he should have been born yeah that was that was tough because <clears throat> I also had another friend that was six weeks ahead of me oh gosh so we you know kind of were gonna have our babies together so I know she was having a baby shower I was like I can't come to that yeah so yeah when his due date came around it was just like yeah, I should have a baby now. You know, he should be here. But, yeah, that that was hard. Yeah. Did you do any sort of ceremonies or anything when you got his ashes back? Um, No, we didn't actually. That was just, again, like I thought I would be all right getting him. But mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, that just hit me again and sort of sent me back to just being a mess again. Because... You know, they also, he was like, you know, pretty little box with yeah. him in it, his footprints. And we actually went to like a little church thing in the um, King Edward. And that was when they confirmed again that he was definitely a boy. You know, mm. I knew he was a boy even before the gender scan really just, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that just sent me over the edge again, yeah. having him home. Like I liked it, but it was just like, it was just made it more real. Like here he is. That's all, that's what you have left of him. Yeah. Yeah. And is he like is he in a special place in your house? Yeah, he's on a display cabinet where like my husband's nana is and granddad, my chihuahua, um, and my other well, our family dog, so it's yeah. kinda like a little yeah, little area we have for our loved ones. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so with having gone through all of this with, are there any silver linings? Not really. It has sort of made me like appreciate my kids even more and how much yeah. they they truly are like a miracle, yeah. you know, pregnancy, birth, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Do you think it made it easier? So um, Corey is your, so he's your third son. Yeah. And he's, you said that he's still a little bit tricky. Yeah, still is. <laughs> um, yep. And I think you're still co-sleeping with him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that it's made you perhaps be, not not that you were resentful of it, but, you know, when he, they're starting to get older, you're like, oh, my God, could you just go in your own bed now? Yeah. Do you think maybe you'd 
more appreciative of having that extra time I to am. have the extra cuddles with him yeah. and those kinds of things because yeah. you've because of the loss yeah and in ways like i know people call a pregnancy after a loss a rainbow yeah in ways he was i don't know he kind of like is a reverse rainbow i kind of yeah really found comfort in him because he was my latest baby so yeah he he is really kept me sort of smiling i guess yeah yeah nice and and you said that um daniel's just been a complete strength throughout the whole thing yeah very much so Yeah. yeah did he have people there around to support him not really no he doesn't have much family here like my family is kind of his family as well so yeah the same sort of support I had Mm -hmm. so yeah my friends my family they're all yeah really amazing to us yeah yeah do you think that like with his friends were they more open to speaking about it do you think uh I'm not actually sure but even if they were like he probably wouldn't have told me yeah Yeah. so yeah yeah, he's keeps quiet and the emotional department <laughs> yeah yeah and look i mean there are there's lots of supports out there for parents so yeah um you spoke about sans before and yeah. i'll put a link for sans in the show notes and sans support um mums and dads so yeah, yeah. definitely definitely don't recommend just sticking your head in the sand and no. you know <laughs> pushing through no um there are supports available for people listening and you don't have to do it alone yeah. um and then yeah there as you said you've spoken about the facebook group that i won't put a link in for um because it's yeah because it's on facebook but yeah um and i'm not part of that group yeah so i can't ask permission but i'm sure that if people are experiencing pregnancy loss they can go and have a look and find that group yeah because you've given the name for it so that makes it easy to find um anything else any other thoughts around what people can do to try and get themselves through it or their partner or their sister or friend or you know even a co-worker like what do you do when someone comes back to work or what do you do when you see them at school drop off and any kind of thoughts on that not really it's just yeah being there and talking about the baby as much as it is you know, you feel like, oh, I shouldn't mention it, but just yeah. saying, you know, I'm here for you. you. You know, whether it was their first or their 10th, it's, you know, still hard. I'm guess, guessing the first would be even harder because, you know, you haven't had one before. Yeah. But, yeah, just being there, I think I found cooking, like mm-hmm. ready-made meals. I know that's, yeah, sort of not something you say, but just I didn't want to cook, I didn't want to eat. Yeah. So, yeah, just just being there is really the main thing and recognizing that they had a baby not just a a loss it wasn't just a miscarriage it was a baby yeah Yeah. and I think look you know when you kind of go back and watch the the tv shows sort of from the 80s and 90s or something like that when yeah yeah when something whenever something happens then all of the neighbors bring around a pot roast or something like that yeah but there's a reason that it's a stereotype because it is actually helpful. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. When people are grieving, they can't think about basic care. And no. when you've got three boys that need to be fed, yeah, you can't survive on, you know, um, I have a friend who said she survived for the first six months on crispy M&Ms. Yeah. It's frowned upon to only feed your children crispy M&Ms yeah. for six yeah. months. Yeah. So, yeah, practical support like coming in and, hey, look, I've I've made this meal or just leaving a meal on the doorstep yeah. or, you know, do you want me to take the boys to school yeah. this week? Yeah, oh, yeah, just that yeah, kind all of those, thing. yeah, that's it. That was, yeah, a huge help because you, yeah, you just don't feel like doing anything. I was yeah. basically just a lump. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't move, hardly talked, you know, just, yeah. Did people come in and, like, help you with Corey or was uh, he home with you the whole yeah, time? Yeah, no, I think a lot, 
a lot of my friends did help me with him. Like it's still some of it is a blur, but I know, yeah, he was like sort of babysat here and there, taken yeah. out for a walk and everything. So, because yeah. it's it's finding that balance as well. You said that he was your reverse rainbow, yeah, in that you had to keep functioning because he was your youngest and yeah. he needed you and yeah. um you know and he was a cuddler and those kinds of things yeah so having him there means that you can't just live in your bedroom and yeah. not come out for yeah, however long it. but at the same time that balance of finding time where he has been taken out so that you've yeah. actually got time for yourself to process everything and yeah um, and be able to deal with emotions as they come up rather than leave yeah. them for 10 years down the track to have a breakdown yeah that's it it was almost like I wanted to be busy though I I clung to him even more I think because I didn't want to be left alone with yeah, my thoughts with so thoughts like I feelings. always wanted to be doing something or kept busy because yeah at the moment I was alone mm-hmm. my you know because my brain never shuts up so I would just be sitting there just yeah a mess again so yeah. I always yeah I did want him with me yeah most of the time yeah and so do you think that was – did you have other people that came and just like hung out with you and talked to you and mm. kept you busy that way? Would that have been useful? Uh, not straight away, no, because I just – yeah, I literally just wanted to be in my house just – In a dark cave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't really want to talk to anyone. Um, I did on Messenger anyway, so like I mm. didn't really – yeah, in person. I think it was just – I wasn't ready for – yeah, being an adult again. Having to put a bra on, honestly, yeah. that's too much. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I hate it. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah, didn't see anyone for a while, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. How did you go after not seeing people for a while, the first time that you had to face people? Um, It was really nerve-wracking, actually. I remember being at my kids' school carnival and, like, seeing a few faces that, you know, they were acquaintances, so they weren't on Facebook, so they didn't know. I kind of... I just sort of sat there and just hid and didn't make eye contact because mm. I really... Please don't talk to me. Please yeah. don't talk to me. Please oh, don't talk to me. I'm usually like that anyway. Yeah. But I was like, oh, my God, just please. No, like I was so on edge. Yeah. Yeah. So Pull that, your hat down and just hope they don't notice you. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah didn't look at anyone really. I was just like, yeah, just watch my kids and then we can go. So, yeah. I'm hoping people talking about me. Oh, my gosh, she's rude, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. Just, <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah. 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 And then... So it's now you're now two years down the track. How yep. did you go your second Christmas after? Um, what one was that? That was yeah. Still, yeah, it's you know I'm lucky that I do have a big family and you know cousins, niece, uh, not cousins, nieces, nephews. You know, yeah. So yeah, it still st- feels a bit. You know, I still always wonder like this is supposed to be a Christmas with my nearly one year old or nearly two year old. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah, every big event I'll always wonder, you know, always think about what, yeah, what it's going to be like. Mm. Yeah. And what you'd be buying him yeah. and what would he be into yeah. and those kinds of things. Yeah. And whenever something happens, you know, with Corey, if he's naughty, I'm like, oh my God, I wonder what Harrison would be doing at this moment as well. Yeah. Like, you know, there would just be, yeah, double trouble. And especially because like your three boys have got such different personalities. Yeah. So what would Harrison's personality yeah. be like? And yeah. yeah. Well, I have had dreams of him. I think it's him and he's very laid back. Oh. So, yeah, he's, you know, I think being a fourth, I think the fourth would have to be very laid back and resilient. Or really, because, really loud. <laughs> yeah, one of the two or yeah. a mix, yeah. 
but yeah. Did you do anything like have a, you know, Christmas baubles or Christmas stocking for Harrison? Did you include him that way? Um, no, but a lovely mum from my gym that I used to go to and she used to go to my son's primary school mm-hmm. made me a crochet like bauble thing with his name on it. It was actually oh. really, yeah, I was actually really taken aback by that. Cause yeah. Like we're not close friends, but she knew about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, yeah, so I've got that. Mm. But yeah, other than that, we haven't really done anything else like that, really. But that must have been really, um, you know, really lovely to feel that even though you weren't close, somebody had seen yeah. you and seen him. Yeah, it so was. It must have been really affirming. It was. It was. I was like, mm. yeah, wow, try not to cry, but you know, yeah, really yeah. lovely. I think often, you know, we we hear of people that are, oh, I really want to do this, but I'm worried if I do this, then that might, you know, that might be upsetting, and. I've never, I've never heard anybody who's gone, well, that was overstepping the mark a bit for her to give me this angel or, you know, whatever yeah. it happened to be. Yeah. Um, I've only ever heard people respond and go, wow, it was really beautiful that somebody yeah. actually thought of me and thought of my child yeah. or sort of the person that I'd lost. Uh, so, yeah, I suppose that could be another thing that people can do if they, you know, try and find ways or tokens of showing that yeah, they, definitely. the child is still a part of the world. Yeah. 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 And do you do anything like for his birthday um no not really I light a candle sort of you know again the day sort of replays in my head and yeah don't really do anything else I don't know what to do some people have you know gone to the beach and you know thrown out flowers or whatever but I don't know we're not we're not overly like that so Mm -hmm. we just sort of yeah light candle just have a moment just to yeah you know think about him and yeah, do you do that with the boys or just you and no, your husband? No, we don't. I've yeah. only recently shown them a photo of him as well because mm. now that I've got the tattoos, they're sort of, you know, both asking questions like, is that how small he was? I was like, yeah, he was, you know, tiny. So I think how tiny a full-term baby is. And yeah. Yeah. So 15 yeah. weeks is very, very small. Very tiny. Yeah. yeah. So, But you do have the photos and yeah. you're able to look at them? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's, it's still confronting because you know he's he wasn't what's the word fully developed yeah so he's still had nails and you can see where his eyes and nose and mouth were and everything but yeah it's I still sort of you can't tell what he was gonna look like yeah yeah and Daniel didn't hold him either no he looked at him as well though like before I like before I did as well Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you obviously you want to keep him, you're not likely to scatter his ashes. You want to keep him yeah, close to you. Yeah, I want to, to keep you. him with me. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Um, so any other thoughts or any other comments that you might have around what the experience was like for you or what the experience was like for anyone in your family or any words of wisdom to share with anybody else who either might be going through this or might know somebody who is? Yeah, just you're not alone really mm. and, yeah, please talk about it. Yeah. Like, don't keep it quiet. It's not something to keep quiet about. It's not bad. It's not wrong. It's, yeah, I think it should be shared. Whether mm. you feel comfortable to or not, I think you should. Yeah. Yeah. And just um, hearing you speak then, it just made me think that actually as as Harrison's mum, yeah. you, you lost your son. Yeah. But your mum lost her grandson as well. Yeah. So... I think that sometimes we forget about the other members of family. Yeah, and definitely. And so main focus is on the mum and then yeah. dads are sometimes an afterthought. Yeah, but yeah. often grandparents aren't thought of and they're grieving not the same way, but they're grieving as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. So being able to reach out and, and particularly because often grandparents are in an older generation who might not talk about those kinds yeah. of things. But encouraging everyone to reach out and talk about it and Yeah. As you said, you're not alone. No. Scarily not alone. It's yeah, so common, it's crazy. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So for well for one in four women to have experienced this, there's yeah, you're definitely not alone. Yeah. I think that's probably my final thought as well, apart from thanking you for sharing this and for letting that's me right. ask inappropriate questions. No, that's all good. I'm, I'm all for them. Yeah. And, yeah. and one of the reasons that I think it's good to ask the inappropriate questions is because the, the more we ask it, the less it becomes yeah. taboo to have these kind of conversations. Yes, yeah, definitely. And so I want people to know that you're not alone. So if yeah. you have experienced pregnancy loss, miscarriage, stillborn, um, if you've had to leave hospital without your baby, you're not alone. That no. doesn't make it any easier. No. But it does mean that you, you're you not travelling the journey by yourself. Yeah. And there are support systems available. Uh, and whether that is a formal support system like SANS, whether it's an informal support system, there's Facebook groups, whether it's just talking to girlfriends and actually going, you know, I can't be the only one that's experienced this. Yeah. What got you through? Yeah. And whether it's chocolate and wine or yeah, <laughs> whether yeah, it's I think counseling. I went through a real junk phase. That's how I've gained all my weight back. So, but yeah. Just I'm lost just blaming I, COVID on that. So. Yeah, and that too. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. 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 Um, and look, you know, we encourage healthy coping mechanisms. I'm sure it's yeah. much healthier to go out for a walk and to, you know, eat some healthy food. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. At the same time. It's also really easy to eat the crispy M&Ms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did, yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. Because I just, yeah, lost all respect for myself after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure it's about losing respect for yourself. I think it's just doing what you need to do to get you through. Yeah. And doing that without, you know, without judgment to self and just going, you know what, this is what I needed right now. Yeah. And if we want to lose weight, we'll put that on the back burner. And maybe yeah. that can happen in a little while. Yeah, and I don't just worry about anything. I was just just fearless in a way because I was like, what, what, what worse I got to lose? could happen to me yeah. right now? So yeah. I was just like, yeah, I don't give a crap about food. I don't give a crap about this, that, you know. Yeah. 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 Two years down the track. Yeah. Now we can start putting self. Trying. Closer slowly, to it. Yeah. Slowly, yeah. But yeah, COVID, as you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we won't go down that track. No. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me today. I do really appreciate Thanks you speaking so openly and freely and yeah thank you so much for sharing with, with me and with everybody who's listening yes <laughs> thank you thanks Thank you for joining me for today's episode of A Hidden World of Women, a podcast brought to you by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. For more information on the services we offer, head to whws.org.au or Women's Health and Wellbeing Services on YouTube and social media. Looking forward to the next episode where we uncover the hidden world of women.